Hi, I'm Anolsa Gaida, and this is episode three of Art in Conversation. If there's one thing Seattle's always like to say about itself, it's that it's queer. So it might not be super surprising that this aspect of the city's identity has had an impact on the music it produces too. Tons of queer artists like rapper Machete or pop punk musician Lisa Prank have made their homes here and have found recent success as well. One such queer identifying band, among many, is Seaside Trist. The five-person band describes itself as super synthy, poppy, new wave, with the knack for deceivingly happy-sounding, danceable songs. I'll let the two band members who chatted with me introduce themselves. Oh, I'm Avery, and I'm, I sing in Seaside Trist. <laughs> I'm Ryan, and I play bass. The band's recently dropped their winter EP, where you'll find the song that's currently playing. It's an instrumental version of an earlier song called Jackie Brown. The winter EP is a little different from their past music, including covers of old songs that show a more melancholic vibe to the band, perhaps fitting for the particularly gloomy Seattle weather for this season, but you'll get a chance to listen to one of their more upbeat songs later in the episode too. Two members of the band, Avery and Ryan, came in to chat with me about their recent work, what makes their group tick, and how they all came to Seattle in the first place. How did you, how did you guys meet in particular? So, I mean, obviously you're here to represent the rest of yeah. the band, but... Um, well, we actually met uh, in a previous project. Uh, yeah, and through then a mutual friend. Through a mutual friend, and then, uh, you know, as that project went away, we still wanted to be friends and play music together, and... With a couple other bandmates from that band, uh, we formed Seaside Trist. Yeah. And then we uh, added a new guitar player recently. Yeah, it was yeah. Totally we, awesome. Yeah, yeah, they're totally cool. Uh, we, we now have, like, a hot guitarist, which is pretty cool. Uh, <laughs> because beforehand I played uh, guitar, and it was, well, wait, this is a podcast, and I'm super hot. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. <laughs> <laughs> How many people are in the band right now, then? Uh, there's five. five of us. Yeah. Cool. So most... Trans- or at least transferred over from the old band, but mm-hmm. except for the one. Okay, mm-hmm. gotcha. Yeah. yeah. Nice. The upgrade. I, I would say so. Yeah, Ashley's like the coolest. Like, they're they're super rad person. <laughs> oh, they... I, thought, I thought you meant like Seaside Triss as an upgrade from what we were before, which I would I would say is true. Well, ever evolving. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Ashley recently, um, they're also pretty skilled at uh, videography, and they recently uh, edited a very cool video for one of our songs. We uh, were out in uh, Seaside, Oregon, and uh, uh, Pants, our synth player, uh, just wore this crazy sheer garb as the sun was setting in Seaside, Oregon, um, and Ashley like put together this video, and it's really cool. It's on YouTube right now, so the internet yeah just google or you uh, go on youtube and search seaside trist <laughs> kevin yeah we only recently figured out that social media is uh, a thing that's worthwhile <laughs> <laughs> so our youtube page is about two weeks old yeah now. it's a, which is ironic because that's what i do yeah it's it's interesting because i feel like <laughs> yeah we had that ep that we put out a few years ago or four years ago i guess at this point um and last year we went into the studio and recorded with the intention of recording uh, new songs, which we did. But just the way that music culture is now, it's 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 a rarity to put out a project like that. So like uh, whether it be a full length or or an EP, I feel like the culture lends itself more for for singles thanks to you know platforms like SoundCloud. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, putting out singles here and there, um, you know, people want to consume. They can take a bite if they want. 
<laughs> Everything has to be like just a little bit sexual. It's a little sexy. Yeah. That's that's what that's what Seaside is. It's a little synthy, a little sexy. Is um, that how you describe the genre? That was my next. Uh, yeah, well, genres are weird. I mean, we have mm. synths, but we're like poor. So like, <laughs> <laughs> so we have like a micro cork and some MIDI sounds. Um, so you know, like we're not one of those like proper cool synth bands that has like a thousand chords that you got two guys patching things in and it's all timed into the MIDI clock. Um, no, we're um, we're a little bit less high key than that, but it's definitely synthy. Um, definitely a, kind of a darker disco vibe. Yeah, um, but it's. Dark like, disco. Yeah, the the thread that so, that quilts it all together is just like unbridled faggotry, and I think that's <laughs> that's where I come in. Nice. You have to qualify that and saying that it's okay for use that for you to use that word. Oh yeah, I'm gay as shit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Seaside Trist. Um, you know, it is important to note. Like, we're a very very queer band. Um, you know. Uh, I'd say the majority of us are somewhere on the trans spectrum, and I think all of us, are. all of us are somewhere on the gender spectrum, and yeah. like all of us have, you know, done the tango on the Kinsey scale. If that's even relevant anymore, like <laughs> it doesn't make any sense the way like queerness is defined anymore. Like go back to 1960, whatever. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah, like we're very queer, um, and it's super fun because. Uh, I don't know. It's more fun to be gay. It's true. <laughs> you want to tell me a little bit about how your shows usually go down? Uh, you haven't worn it the last few shows, but you have the jumpsuit. I do. I have a jumpsuit. You have a jumpsuit. Um, that says sweaty boy on the back of it. <laughs> Where did you even find that? I made it. Oh. Oh, yeah. Okay. Cra- queer craftsmanship. Um, <laughs> you know, it's a... Uh, it's no needlepoint, but it was definitely ironing letters to the back of a jumpsuit. Um, <laughs> oh, and on the leg, you have oh, phrase yeah, on the leg. Oh, yeah, it says disco fag. Yeah. <laughs> Gosh, uh, boy, I keep talking about that, don't I? Gay. Yeah. Being gay, huh? Yeah. You're, um, allowed to. You're allowed to. I'm allowed to. I am a proud Appalachian transgender mud person. Person. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I I got mud on my shoes. I don't know. Um, What was the question again? I'm so sorry. (laughs) I got really distracted. We got derailed. Yeah. Um, It was, how do your shows usually go down? Um, You were mentioning jumpsuit. Oh, yeah, jumpsuit. Yeah, yeah. Our shows are, you know, I I, I think they were particularly unique uh, in that we are a band from Seattle that can get people to dance. Um, and just as a as a thing, a statement that I hope you would both agree on, Seattleites don't usually dance no, at shows no. at all. It's it's, yeah. it's 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 I don't know what it is. Um, that's happening. I don't know if it's, we're we're funky. We're fun. I, I'll, let's go with that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know what it is. I don't know if they like. We're pretty sincere. You know, we're not dancing ironically. We're not being goofy because we think it'll get a laugh like we want people to have like a good time um and we're not taking ourselves seriously but we're very sincere yeah um and we enjoy our own music so we yeah (laughs) dance around to it and then um, you know we have some folks that have been listening to us for a while that come to our shows and like 
you know, a lot of times they'll be the ones that kind of get everyone to start dancing. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Yeah, I, I think it's it, uh, the key element of the of this band is that at least musically we're not cynical people. Oh yeah. Individually, that, that's a different story. But um, yeah, get us on the right topics. Jeez. <laughs> yeah, but but as a band, yeah, we're you know like Avery said, like there's no hint of irony. You know, it's just we genuinely want to go out there and have a good time. Before I get into like the scene that you guys are part of here, I was really interested in just seeing kind of where you guys came from. I know mm-hmm. you were kind of telling me about it. Um, you came from Appalachia. Mm-hmm. Appalachia? Appalachia, yeah. Appalachia. Yeah, yeah that's you. the way. Well, it's kind of nice because we can tell who's from there and who's not, um, you know, based on how you say it. Yeah. So, uh, I'm not, <laughs> as you can see. It, it, yeah. It's all right. <laughs> here. Uh-huh. You know, um, but yeah, yeah, I'm originally from Appalachia. I grew up like five minutes away from the. Uh, oldest uh the oldest nascar speedway the martinsville speedway where we serve pink hot dogs and um uh, but yeah yeah i'm from appalachia <laughs> which is a <laughs> which is you know it's an inter- martinsville specifically um is an interesting place to be from because uh, it's old factory town in uh you know in the foothills of appalachia and then uh you know i went to school up in blacksburg at virginia tech um and, you know, it's just a, it's a interesting place to be from, you know, like the music scene there, uh, you know, growing up in Martinsville, Henry County, you know, like it was just metal bands. Mm. Uh, there wasn't really a queer scene. Oh God, no, there were, uh, you know, like the, the pamphlets would tell you there are no queers, but yeah, we're, we're down there. Um, <laughs> like, <laughs> like my graduating class had like 200 people in it. And, you know, as far as I'm aware, there are at least three trans people, you know, like we had queer people in Appalachia. Um, but, uh, yeah, yeah. So we were playing with, you know, uh, so I was, I, I used to play in this like shoegaze band. This, uh, you know, we were, we were playing like shoegaze psychedelic music while like we had just, thought we smoked pot you know but probably had found you know sir yeah exactly (laughs) um but man we listened to pink floyd no uh (laughs) but you know we were playing like shoegaze music with metal bands and like when i went to virginia tech you know i started to branch out and and play more like synth influenced stuff um you know just i had a midi keyboard and i had you know some shitty program i pirated you know uh my freshman year in college or whatever um and uh you know i would be playing more of these like kind of almost like twee like pop like cassia like like kind of kind of beats like pre-programmed into a keyboard or what have you um you know and still playing with metal bands and things like that and meanwhile (laughs) (laughs) um where were you growing up ryan i grew up here in seattle okay cool and so i got to uh yeah i got to live through a lot of interesting stuff here um in high school like early early in high school so i guess eighth grade into freshman year i was like super into hip-hop i got into djing um and then i think probably like my sophomore junior year uh, I started listening to pop punk and uh, those two concurrently like live and, and, you know, like uh, we kind of live in a place where that's, you can have both, especially uh, if you were like in a skateboarding, you know, which was like another part of the culture that, you know, the late nineties, early two thousands culture that I was like stuck in. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so I got to exist on two planes of like, 
I'd go DJ a hip hop show and then I can go play with like whatever crappy pop punk band I was in at the time. And I mean, again, now you guys kind of think of yourself as like a queer band. Was that something that you guys like sought out at the time, like growing up? Or was that something that you just kind of like fell into upon like it was definitely being a band here? Like uh, when I was playing music in Virginia, it was definitely something that got, uh, you know, uh, again, uh, it, it was something that kind of just happened at me. Because, uh, like, in, in Virginia, I had not quite transitioned yet. Um, and so a lot of people saw this, uh, you know, this young girl up there playing all this music and being weird and, like, kind of provocative, but also talking about, like, uh, embarrassingly, you know, like, like, you know, trying to seduce women and things like that. And so, you know, some cheesy... It would, it would be well-intentioned and everything like that, but, you know, like, some cheesy things like, you know, taste the rainbow, here you go. Uh, you know, like, <laughs> that kind of stuff would be, like, what would be written in the Facebook I- events and whatever about, like, me coming up uh, and, and playing and stuff. And so, you know, it's just kind of something that I got used to. Mm. Um, but then, you know, com- coming out to Seattle, it was something that was not just, like, ooh, this is the thing that sets this artist apart, like, it, it was super fun to just play on like all queer bills and you know just see what different queer artists look like you know like it's it's not all the same you know we have queer hardcore bands we have you know very symphonic uh sounding stuff that's well produced and you know pretty lo-fi stuff all, all different things coming from queer artists we have queer hip-hop artists um <laughs> you know like it's 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 kind of great being out here because like there's such a you know an array of different ways to be queer um and it's just nice that uh especially in seattle there's so many other folks that are kind of doing the same thing as us that we can we can be on shows where it's very similar and then you meanwhile kind of grew up in the scene in seattle so was it something that you kind of always knew about or like kind of took part in like later in life or um hmm how do I explain this without like going like really deep into it? I don't know. <laughs> Go as deep as you I, yeah. want. <laughs> I guess the uh, the abridged version is that you know I was always just like I like the idea of playing in bands that I cared about and bands that I liked. And again, you know, we're talking about the late '90s and and early 2000s here. Like there were like, there was always like queer members of punk bands or hardcore bands, but there were never any like just full on queer bands that I was aware of. And also this is more, you know, and uh, part of this is also have has to do with like, you know, me coming into my own. And, you know, when I was like, you know, 16 or 17, like I, you know, I wasn't quite there yet. In fact, I don't even think that that like entered my mind until I was like maybe in my late twenties um, because I'm very old. But <laughs> uh, So it, it's, so it wasn't ever it wasn't anything that was it was always you know again people that i knew who who were gay or or lesbian or whatever uh in those in the in those bands and or in that scene um but i just never sought it out and it wasn't until after probably after we we got together with our first project and i was like oh there's this whole other world and Hmm. you know and you know again concurrently i'm figuring my own stuff out uh and and uh and and you know that's it's like this it it's like the it, okay so the analogy i would say is that or the simile 
is that I, I feel like I had uh, an incomplete puzzle for a long time. And then Avery came into my life and I was like, oh, this is like the, the piece that was missing. Yeah. I laid myself down on as a bridge on his bisexual <laughs> journey. <laughs> uh, yeah. I love you. <laughs> love you too. Yeah. We're, yeah. Oh. Yeah. So the fun thing about our band is, is also like, we're, we're all like kind of best friends. Uh, yeah. That's really cool. But, yeah. For this break, I'm going to play one of their newest singles, Kevin, that they released last summer. Have a listen. Seaside Trist song, Kevin. Next, Avery and Ryan talk about their musical experiences in Seattle. What's, uh, you know, I will say one thing that's super interesting, you know, since we've, since we've been talking about like the queer scene, um, you know, as its own little world, is it's just, uh, it's interesting to see like how generous other queers are with other queers. Um, you know, we definitely like look out for each other. Um, 
we played a uh, we we played a gig a couple months ago where uh, we were playing like this uh, gender nonconforming and trans focused night um, at, over at a queer bar, and we made a decent amount of money at this at this bar. Um, you know, they were they were just like really generous with the payout at the end of it, and um, you know, it's just like always interesting, especially like when we go to Olympia to house shows and things like that. Just how willing, um, you know, other queers are to open their wallets to you know queer entertainers and hearts and yeah like and it's just it's just really tender and it's it's something different and you know i've never really gotten a chance to be a part of the straight scene so i don't know if that happens there um (laughs) (laughs) but like it's something you know maybe it's something tender and sweet that like we get to we we get to have Mm -hmm. um you know and so no that doesn't happen in (laughs) heteronormative straight people are the worst it's not that it's not that they're the worst um but i think you know the the opposite of that is that you don't (laughs) (laughs) for all the straight listeners yeah you guys are fine (laughs) you guys are doing an okay job You're, you're great you know just like be gentle be kind to you know love one another yeah but I, I was what I was gonna say is that you know in, in in those kinds of scenarios like you're not dealing with anybody who's ever been oppressed. Well, generally speaking, not individually speaking, but you're not you're not you're not dealing with people who haven't been oppressed. So it's more of like oh we'll pay not we'll pay you as little as possible, but like you know it's just it's not on the radar. Mm-hmm. So people are thinking about their you know uh, their their own like. And, dominated by people that are unified with this experience yeah it's just more about bottom line you know where which you know i understand makes sense you know if you if you have a business you run it like a business um but that's the great thing about doing you know being a part of the queer scene and you know especially doing anything that's like regarded diy spaces is that it's not a business you know it's it's about the people and the community within it Mm -hmm. yeah um, and I know that, I mean, obviously Seattle really likes to think of itself as like a queer city. That's something that other people around the country mm-hmm. kind of know it for just because it really touts itself as that. Um, so I don't know, in your individual experiences, do you feel like it lives up to what it's saying it is, at least in the music scene? Um, or yeah, I don't know what that experience has been like. You were giving mm-hmm. me... Uh, an uncertain expression, Ryan. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, yeah. You can talk first. <laughs> uh, you know, like I, I definitely think that Seattle does liken itself to being a very liberal and open city. Um, I get that. Uh, and you know, coming from Appalachia, if I'm comparing apples to oranges, it's like. As far as queerness, sure. Um, but, you know, like, coming out here to Seattle, um, you know, consider yourself a liberal bastion and things like that. But, uh, you know, I, I'm a white boy. And, like, I, I have friends who are people of color. And, you know, I see, um, you know, I try to see what what's going on in their eyes. And it's not, you know, it's not this utopia the socialist utopia where everyone's i like how you're looking at me when you when you like you know clarify people of color too well i wanted you (laughs) you want me to feel included 
I want you to feel included. Thank you. I appreciate it. Also, like, I'm making <laughs> eye contact with you because I'm comfortable like, making eye okay. contact with you. Fair enough. I'll look at Manola now. All right. <laughs> We're going to ignore this guy over here <laughs> while this white guy talks about the PFC experience. <laughs> Ryan. What did you do to me? Uh, but yeah, no, like, it's it likens itself to being this liberal bastion, and it's not. I mean, like, if I can't say any, I'm not going to say anything that Ichiyo Maolu is not saying. I'm not going to say anything that Nikita Oliver is not saying. So... Um, I'd encourage your users to follow them on social media and just listen, li- fucking listen to them. Um, you know, they have their eyes on, they have their eyes and their pulse on the city. And now I'm going to shut the fuck up and let Ryan talk. <laughs> oh, oh, what was the question? <laughs> <laughs> do you feel like, <laughs> uh, do you feel like Seattle lives up to its kind of queer reputation, at least in the music scene? Uh, I mean, the music scene so far, I mean, and, and, and this is just based on, you know, my, my sort of short participation in it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it, it, I think it's been great. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't see like the kind of like pissing contest that I saw in like the hardcore scene or the punk scene. But That's because still... we do it behind the bars. Yeah. <laughs> but, I, uh, but, you know, but, it, but it, that kind of sort of aggressive competition that I've seen in in uh, in other genres of music, you know, like that, I know that's still there. Um, but yeah, I, 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 yeah, as far as the music scene goes, it's great. Um, you know, culturally and socially, I don't know. <laughs> you know, I grew up here, and I've seen. What neighborhood did you grow up in? I grew up in Lake City. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah, it's great. I, <laughs> I lived in between Deja Vu and Ricks. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you want to say anything about that neighborhood. This is a national audience. Oh yeah, uh, it's a uh, not a great place. Like it's like you know the super trash part of Seattle. Um, but I love it. I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't mm-hmm. have wanted to grow up anywhere else. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, that that being said, like I've also seen um, Capitol Hill, like the you know prominently gay neighborhood in Seattle, like shrink. Mm. And I mean, I don't care how many rainbow crosswalks you want to paint you know there's still a lot of queer people getting beat up friday saturday nights by you know drunk tech bros and that's just not cool hmm. yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah mood killer drag queens are fun aren't they <laughs> they're so yeah. silly i mean i mean yeah though that's that's something that i feel like is on a lot of people's minds just as Seattle is dealing with this like housing crisis that's inevitably affecting that um yeah I don't know if your experiences here like in just being here in the city is if that affects your music at all or um if most of your music is kind of more relational in its topics um I think so yeah I mean it it all comes from like emotional places and yeah, I'd say generally like a lot of our music is like uh, happy sound, sad lyrics. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Is that true? Or not? I, I think that's true. Yeah. I, I But I think while uh, the music is, is, you know, a good chunk of what identifies us collectively as a band, I think um, the social and, and political part of, you know, that that is woven into us being 
from Seattle or, or being a Seattle based band is another, you know, is another part of that band as well. Like in terms of like public facing and, you know, the opinions that we carry with us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but yes, it's, but musically, yes, it's all, it, it's all about sad emotions. <laughs> <laughs> I know people are going to look up our music and they're going to be like, what the fuck? This is all about like ice creams and ghosts. <laughs> I think specifically if we want to talk about the DIY scene, it's afforded us the ability to, you know, continue to grow as a band. Hmm. So we can be weird and and dance around and, and, and you know, do everything that makes us us. Uh, you know, I think if it, it would be a different case if we were like, you know, opening up, opening up for like, I don't know, like yellow card at the show box and we i don't think we could get away with that we definitely want to do that yellow card's not a band anymore though right are they i don't know whatever get them back together (laughs) but but yeah but yeah that do doing you know the house shows or the you know the whatever shows have really given us that ability to you know just kind of like get the shackles off of you know what a band should be i think it would speak you know i think it really would be differently if we went if we went like a more traditional venue route um and and it's not that we're against that Mm -hmm. you know i just think that you know if we played el corazon or whatever now they would just get the way we are now (laughs) we are now and you know hopefully they'll be cool with that i'm cool with that yeah (laughs) thanks so much for tuning in to another episode of art and conversation if you notice, my voice is a little rough this time around. Um, I'm recovering from a cold, but hopefully that hasn't stopped you from getting this far. <laughs> if you're looking for more about the artists we just spoke to um, or seeking past episodes, take a look at the Fields website at fieldsmagazine.com. From Seattle, have a good night, don't get sick, and <laughs> see you next episode. <laughs>